Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. to Horror Zone 607, the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Mike C., and it is officially 2020, and we are in the studios for the first show of 2020, the first one that we've recorded in 2020, and uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Uh, there, you know, there, there was a movie that we went and saw this past weekend. Uh, we have got a lot to talk about about the uh, the past decade. Got a lot of news to talk about. Before I can do any of that, what would I be without the greatest co-host in the business? But he's not just my co-host. No, no, no. He as of today, was officially named the brand new head coach of the New York Giants. Everybody, please say hello to Coach Rich. That's right. Uh, I think they'd have a better shot with me than the nobody they hired. (laughs) I'm equal parts. I have equal amounts of coaching experience as he does. And before somebody gets smart and goes, but he was the wide receivers coach in New England. Yeah. Think about what you said. Smack (laughs) yourself and then realize that. I still have the same amount of coaching experience yeah. as he has. Yeah. It's not like he was the, you know, like, like think about it. Receiver coach in New England? Yeah. No. 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 Anyways, but yeah, I I, I would, I, I guarantee with me, they would win more games than him. But that means they would win one game. We would go yeah. one and 15 and uh, he's going to go in 0 and 16. Well, you know, there's two things I got to say about that. First of all, it can't get much worse than it has been the last few seasons. Second of all, what did you expect when you brought in, and this is not a sports show. We will get back on track here in a second. <laughs> but I just got to say, what did you expect when you hired the mastermind behind the Cleveland Browns 0-16 team from a couple years ago to be your general manager? What did you think was going to be the case? I, I do want to give a shout out, though. If you do want to hear, if you are a New York football Giants fan, or if you're a, a, a fan of any team that likes to make fun of New York Giants uh, fans, or the Giants period, uh, trust me, there's a lot of you on both sides of that fence, you should tune in to the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour, the ODPH, our friends, our 607 Podcast brothers. And I'm going to tell you why. Tonight, as we go on, yeah, Mike's wearing the hashtag 607 Podcast shirt even. You betcha uh, I am. The eight one, it's eight one two two custom printing, yes, uh, uh, made. But anyways, uh, going back on track, check them out anywhere podcasts can be found. And the reason why is because Coach Duffy is a diehard Giants fan on that show, and I have a hot tip that they're recording the same night we do. They, we record, we're recording on Tuesday. The show comes out on Wednesday. Their show is recorded on Tuesday. It'll be out Tuesday night. So by the time you hear this on Wednesday, unless you're a patron and you hear it on Tuesday, no matter what, it, their show will be out. Is what I'm going with. Go find the Otodura Parley Hour, the ODPH if you're a sports fan. Check out them. And uh, he's got some uh, vile, venomous things to say. You may hear uh, a head explode. Trust me, uh, you might hear his head explode. It might be the end of a man on, on the radio. He might actually Bud Dwyer himself 
on that show. I'm, I'm just saying, I know he's that irritated and angry. So if you are a sports fan, and they do two shows a week, one show is all about sports. So you should check out those guys anyways. Uh, once again, shout out to our friends, the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. Absolutely. Uh, and you can also find them on 8122productions.com underneath Friends of the Show. Yeah. And you can just take their link. It'll take you right to their website and get you their show. Show's worth listening to, everybody. It is. And uh, I got to put it over because they do a sports show and we don't. And uh, But it was a good it was a good introduction, Mike. Yeah. Like Once again, I, I honestly do believe I have as much coaching experience <laughs> as that guy does. I honestly believe that. So uh, to, to kind of right the ship here yeah let's get back on the ship let's let's bring it in let's bring it back in huddle up we're gonna huddle up here and uh you know we went to see uh the grudge this past week yes and and um that was that was interesting we're gonna talk more about that that about that first or we talk about that second segment no it's not worth talking about first Uh, we'll talk about that second second segment there's your uh, foreshadowing a big heaping spoonful of foreshadowing right there um, but, uh, you know, we, we might as well kick off the news here. Uh, there was there was such a couple trailers, a lot of trailers that we watched. Uh, one in particular, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on because we didn't really talk about it. We were so busy discussing what we had just seen after the movie. Uh, but A Quiet Place Part 2, the trailer hit this past week, and we also did see it in the movies. And uh, what do you think? The not-so-quiet trailer. Not so quiet place. Yes, the not so quiet. Uh, honestly, I, I was a fan of Quiet Place, uh, but let's be honest. The the and I'm I'm not saying this in a bad way, but the gimmick of the silent movie and 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 how that was set up, you knew could not last through a sequel. This looks like you're. It looks like it's picking up where the first one ended. So it looks like it's a direct sequel right after. It looks like they're bumping into somebody else, and that person may or may not like other people. Yeah. Uh, Judging by the trailer, uh, we know the creatures are back. You know they're 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 you know just as bad and vicious as ever. Uh, it, it feels more like a survival rescue kind of story. Try to get with civilization. Is that smart? Is it not smart? Uh, it reminded me of The Walking Dead a little bit. Absolutely, it, but it reminded me of the good seasons of The Walking Dead. Yeah, like I, I from what I saw in the trailer, I'm definitely interested in seeing it. I am happy that they're doing something different because uh, I think it would have been a mistake if they would have tried to copy the same thing from the original movie, if that makes I sense. Agree. Because I don't know if you can recreate that. I don't know if the magic that was created there and that originality will come through if you do it again, because once again, it won't be original. Right. So it looks like they're going in a, in a decent... I, I, I'm, I'm willing to check it out. Uh, it looks it looks very much like survival horror style. So yeah, Walking Dead fits in there. Cloverfield is another thing that comes to mind, even though it's yeah. not shot on you know a, a, the, the VHS ro- roaming cam, but still it, it's survival horror, if you will. It just looks like a survival horror. I wouldn't go as far as Alien. Only because you know yeah, uh, that's that's yeah. that's a classic. So I don't want, I want to stay clear of like comparing it to classics, but that's kind of where it's at. And uh, the great Killian Murphy's in it. Yeah, but you know what the thing is, being that it is in a world we're in a world where survivor hor- horror video games are super popular. Maybe a survival horror uh, movie will also be. Yeah. I mean, the first was kind of that way too, but the more of the bigger gimmick was how silent it was. So any noise kind of puts you on edge. Yeah. And this one looks more of action. So I- I'm in. I'm I'm completely in on it so far. So it looks I'll like it's going to be a good companion piece to the first one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Direct sequel. I, we were always wondering if it was going to be like a prequel. John Krasinski. Or is... Although it did, they do show in the trailer day one. Yeah, they show a clip from day one, and that was one hell of a car scene. Yeah, when the so, things first attack. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so maybe they're going to do some flashbacks. It looks like, but outside of that, it's a direct sequel. We're yeah, because we were wondering if they were going to do a prequel or a sequel. So now we of got our answer. We, yeah, now we got our answer. It is a sequel. Uh, so another trailer that just hit, uh, just in in the last twenty four hours, um, New Mutants. And I want to talk a little bit about that because uh, as of right now, it's uh, scheduled for an April third release. Um, it actually seems like it's a hard. 
yes this time that we're actually going to get it uh, until I actually see it on screens and in theaters. I'll, I, I, I'm going to not hold my breath. Here's, here's the two things. First of all, technically, it wasn't a new trailer. They showed a couple new things, but it was the old trailer just re-shot or re 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 Looked a lot different to me. Well, yeah, because they put different scenes in it, but it was def- it was all the film. Because the reason it's happening is because it has been uh, let out that the Walt Disney Company is releasing this, the original cut. The original cut, there was so no reshoots. They weren't, they, you know, a long time they were going to try to reshoot it and fix it and blah, 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 blah. So now they've decided to let it go the way of uh, Dark Phoenix and release it uh, as it was. So this is either a good or a bad thing. Uh, I've always liked the look of the trailer. Once again, this trailer, no different from the original trailer we saw, what, two years ago? Yep. Right about. This is no different from that trailer and the fact that I'm still like, oh, this is this, this is a cool awesome. concept. It's a uh, horror movie uh, about uh, you know superheroes, pretty much. I like that concept. However... Uh, it does scare me a little bit knowing how Dark Phoenix was being a nerd and, and and actually having to sit through the Dark Phoenix movie and how bad that was because uh, Disney went hands off on it and to then come to where we are now and know that they're not touching it. So this is either going to be that really cool original movie we thought it was going to be all along or it's going to be another case where Fox pulled a dark phoenix and just made a shitty movie and put it out there either way i think disney just wants to get it out of their hands because enough people have clamored for it that disney's like just here you know and i'm i'm i don't have any idea uh, anything about these characters you know i i have mentioned many times before i'm not a comic book person i love batman but um aside from that you know i i really enjoyed the all of the other x-men movies a lot of people didn't I don't know if it's because they strayed away from the comics. I don't know what it was. I haven't seen Dark Phoenix. I don't know anything about it. It's bad. Something tells me I'd enjoy <laughs> it because I liked... Uh, I don't know. I liked First Class. I liked uh, um, Apocalypse. I, I liked those movies very much. Very much. So I'd be I still surprised. need to see it. But then again, maybe you would. I don't know. Uh, I don't maybe, know maybe not. Bad. But uh, I just I just point out the fact that uh, I think this is just a way of Disney like appeasing the fans. Yeah. Uh, and and without ruining their own name, because if this thing sucks, they can just be like, well, it was done before. Right. Right. And I think that's really where they are. They're tired of people asking for it. So we'll just give it to you. And if like I said, if it sucks, we can wash our hands of it and do it again. I mean, the new mutants are launched in the new Dawn of X series, the new comic book series. So, I mean, but it's the I want to forewarn that the new mutants in this movie are do not look like the new mutants from the book. Okay. Uh, Which is going to make all the... This is a dark, more of a horror kind of movie than the comic book. And all the nerds are going to hate the movie because... Comic book nerds are going to hate the movie because... Well, it's that's, different. that's not necessarily true. This is a world where we saw the Joker, and uh, that, yeah. got, that got praised. But a lot praised, of people didn't like it. That got praised, but not for the reasons that, that you're thinking. They didn't. There's a lot of people that didn't like it, not because it wasn't a comic book related. A lot of people, the people who detracted from it was because of political messages. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just saying, that's that's really the case. Like, everybody who saw it, but everybody agrees that Joaquin Phoenix, who, by the way, who just won a Golden Globe for the role, a Golden yeah. Globe for a role, the role in uh, Joker. I said that backwards. Uh, By the way, Ricky Gervais won that night. No, Ricky Gervais is the best. Ricky Gervais shit in everybody's Cheerios, man. It was (laughs) was so good. Uh, And they just came up and they did their thing anyway. Yeah, but I'm happy. I'm like I said, I'm 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 happy for Joaquin Phoenix for that. But uh, yeah, so I think that it was. uh, He just has to slay in the Academy Awards now. Yeah, I think he deserves the Oscar. It was one of the best performances I've ever seen in my life. Just throwing it out there. I know we got off track of New Mutants, but still. That's okay. The one last thing I just want to mention, uh, it was announced uh, before we started recording the show today that it will be PG-13. Um, a lot of people thought it was going to be R all this time, and uh, the director, writer, you know, they you know, said 
this is what I intended it to be right from the start. It's my movie. Nothing more was added. This is the movie. It was always intended to be a PG-13 movie. So, yeah. no, that's fine. I, I get more butts and seats. Yeah, that opens it up to a lot more people. So, I mean, you never know. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, moving on, uh, a little bit of Netflix news, uh, along with Mike Flanagan. Now, we like Mike Flanagan. Yeah, we like Mike Flanagan. We like Mike Flanagan a lot. I know I do. Uh, he's going to be teaming back up with Netflix again, and he's going to be directing all seven episodes of a brand new series called Midnight Mass. Ah, yes. I, I We've heard some stuff about this in uh, the past, that there was something in the works uh, for, for Mike Flanagan at Netflix, outside of, obviously, you know, what he's already done with Haunted Haunt, uh, Haunting of Hill House. Wow, I can't talk today. It must be the fact that I was at work uh, right, right prior to coming here. But, uh, yeah, we, we've been hearing... Uh, the rumors and the inklings that they had something else for him that was not related to uh, the the Haunting on Hill House fr- uh, franchise, if you will. And uh, I, I'm excited to see this. It, it looks intriguing. Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, you know, again, anything that he touches seems to turn to gold. So, you know, I'm I'm all for it. Um, apparently, the uh, this this movie uh, was based on a, like a fictional book that actually made appearances in both Hush, which he directed, and uh, Gerald's Game. That he directed. Well, there you go. That's how you set up the deck. Uh, yeah. So it's in the same world as those two. Well, that's those two good. Uh, those were both uh, very good. I did like his uh, Gerald's Game uh, movie, and I did. Lo- of course, I love Hush. Yeah. Hush is one of my favorite movies. Hush and, was the book that she was and, and, writing. Yeah. Or I mean, uh, Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass was the book she was writing. The, she was writing. Uh, I. It may yeah, or may Hush. not. We'll, we'll find out in the third segment. Talking horror. It may or may not have made my list for the best of the 2010s. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I love Mike Flanagan. I, I think this is going to be a really cool piece, uh, and I'm glad that he's getting to make some more stuff because, let's be honest, he deserves to make everything. Yeah. Including the remake of uh, Freddy's Dead. Ugh. Got it in there. I was wondering where I was going. I was going to put it in the uh, best of 2010s, but I decided, that hey, sound let's was not me ruin, banging my let's head not on ruin the, the fact that Mike, we were supposed to do a top 10 and Mike did 20. So we, we got a total of 30 Shh. plus uh, honorable mentions. So. You'd be so quiet now, Mr. James. Yes, it doesn't matter. I just, I, I'm just uh, telling you the reason I have to get my Freddy's Dead uh, <laughs> in there early. Uh, you got to put Freddy's Dead <laughs> in the top Top uh, ten. I was going to say it was going to be mean, number one. Yeah, but <laughs> obviously it was not in that decade. Anyways, uh, I digress. So yeah, Mike Flanagan, awesome dude. Can't wait to see this. Sam Raimi back in the news. Uh, not much, not much to really say here. But uh, he talked a little bit more about the upcoming Evil Dead movie. Um, you know, again, not we'll really. We'll be talking about some Sam Raimi uh, in the second segment too. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, but uh, no, uh, yeah, the more Evil Dead news. He wants to get back together with Bruce Campbell. Yeah, Bruce Campbell's staying with. I'm retired. If there's anybody that can talk him into it. Ah, listen, man, I feel like Bruce Campbell's like The Undertaker, if you're a wrestling fan. I feel like uh, Sam Raimi comes and knocking, you know, he says he's retired, he says he's retired, and when the time comes, Evil Dead will get made with with him. So yeah. uh, I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I, would, I would still like to see that sequel to the Fetty Alvarez uh, I would Evil love to Dead. see that, and they haven't ruled that out, but they did no, say that they I, do have another young director, and they're going to take it in a different direction. Yeah, I just, I just I thought that was great. It doesn't mean they can't circle around this hasn't happened yet this is the the pre no i know it's pre just, stages it just it kind of it kind of bums me out we didn't get to see at least a sequel for that because that was really good yeah super good yeah uh if you live in the kingsland texas area march 29th and march 30th you're in luck uh for the low low price of just 475 dollars 
you can actually go to the house where the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre was filmed, and you can watch the movie and spend the night inside that house. You can even lick the spot where he killed people. You can. You can lick it. You can rub your butt all over it. You can do whatever you want to do. You know, whatever uh, it takes. Like my question is, uh, we'll have to wait obviously until the time comes and people are doing it. Did, did they? Did they? Do they make the inside of the house like screen accurate to the movie? Uh, I know that they did say that they're going to have the movie playing in the same room that the dinner scene mm-hmm. was played in. Um, but I don't think they're going to like mock it up because it is a restaurant. Well, I know, but it'd be cool if it might, they mocked it up. It would be. That'd be super sweet. Yeah. Just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Unless Kim Henkel was going to be involved in Toby Hooper's long gone. and Right. Well, I understand that. But, but then again, be you It would be tough don't... to do it. But I mean, I guess. You, well, you, you how would it be s- tough to do it? Just watch the movie well, and just yeah. recreate. Like, all you have to do is, you know, I get you. I get what you're saying. But once again, you just, you know, I think that would just be, that would make me want to travel to Texas yeah. to do that. Like, if it's not like, an, you know, it would, I mean, it'd be a cool trip if I was already going there. But I would want to go if it, I could be like sit in the room and it's like set up the same. I'm not saying the characters have to be there. I'm right. just saying set up the same. Because then you'd have like this really cool feeling. You're, you're eating dinner at the table that they, well, not the actual table, but you know what I mean? A, right. a table that looks like the table they had the dinner scene on. Watching the movie, that would be, that'd be sweet. I think but, it would be pretty cool. I mean, it's still cool on its own. Don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on it. I think it's cool on its own. But I just think it would be even cooler if you were walking through the house and then there was a sliding door and everything else. Oh, yeah. I mean, it would be awesome if they did that. Uh, Kenny Capperton, I hope I'm saying his name right, uh, he is uh, the person behind Onset Cinema. Uh, they're the people that uh, have been screening these things. They were actually behind um, the um, screening of uh, Scream in Stu Mocker's house from the original Scream movie. Oh. Um, so that was that was last year that they did this. So this is their latest venture. Well, at least it's in uh, capable hands. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. So, you know, I wish that we lived closer to Texas because I'd like to do it just like I would have liked to have gone to the to Stu's house to watch Scream. But, yeah, whatever. You'd also like to go to Daniel Harris's house. Yeah, we were talking about her before the show. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's like, <it> just, <laughs> I think I got him there, folks. Yeah, just we'll leave it there. <laughs> Continuing on, it involved on. me having a crush on her from the time that we were little kids, and uh, uh, I, I'd like to, I'd like to just hang out with her. Yes, I wish that I was a professional football player or something <laughs> so we could hang out. Uh, I did say I would sleep in her pool, you know. But, but hanging out with her. <laughs> if it, oh, jeez. Anyways, uh, also, <laughs> well, you know, you could get a chance to meet her at one of the conventions we're at eventually sometime. I hope so. Because I'd I, like to tell so, her. I, you know what I'd like to say I've to her? Made, I've made the comment before. I, I think that this year, not only are we going to do conventions that we're a part of, I think we might just travel to conventions to be fans that we can cover after anyways. I think that'd be great. Because to be fans could be fun sometimes, too, because I, I, I spend a lot of time working. Like, uh, Scaracon, as wonderful as it is, and you guys should come to Scaracon New England, because <clears throat> somebody may or may not be there. I, I you know, yeah. I'm just talking about me. Uh, but uh, if we, that that'll uh, when that information comes out, because it'll be in June, I do believe. Uh, I'll let you guys know for sure. But uh, you know. Scarecon still is a blur. Like, it was really fun. I mean, I got to talk to, you know, some of my heroes. I mean, I, I got to sit down with Doug Bradley. Like, how awesome is that? And I got to do a, a, a big, I got to be in a big room with him talking in front of a bunch of people who wish they were me talking to Doug Bradley. So that was pretty awesome. I mean, I, I can't take anything with him. But I had a lot of work that day. I, I did what? I think we counted. I did like 13 panels or something that weekend. Yeah. I was running around yeah. like a chicken with my head cut off, making sure everything was good. And I mean, I had a lot of fun. And everybody around and everybody that came to the event had a lot 
lot of fun. So if you're you're you know if you're in an area, ScareCon is always a great time. All conventions are a great time. Come and support your local convention. If you have a local convention, even if it's a small one, support it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but you know when you're working them, it, it feels like there's work. Yeah. Because it is kind of work. And so I there's a couple that I kind of want to go to just as a fan to soak it in, to look around, to you maybe talk to some in, people. To, yeah. And maybe you know maybe use the credentials that uh, I'm on a podcast and maybe get an interview. Yeah. Maybe not. That's it. You know what? If I ever meet Daniel Harris, this is how this is going to go. I'm going to walk up to him and be like, hey. No, that's hi. not how it's going to go. Hi. It's not even going to go like that. You're going to walk up with the intentions to say hi, and you're going to be like, I'm going to say, this is my friend Mike. Mike's very special. And she's going to, I'll be like, you might get a hug. You might get a hug that way because I'm going to be like, I'm like, he's very special. He's He's a fan of your movies. If you've ever seen American Pie 2, I'm like, Petey. He's very much, he's very much like your character in Halloween 5, only that's his life. Yeah. So he doesn't really talk. So if he gets a word out, you've done way more. You have a lot in common. You've done way more. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Ryan Johnson, who was the writer, producer, director, everything for the movie Knives Out. Uh, he's already working. It has not been greenlit yet, but uh, he's working on a sequel to Knives Out. I'm sure it'll get made. Everybody's talking a lot of yeah, good stuff about that movie. I still movie. regret not seeing it's that. The, it's the opposite of Last Jedi, from what I understand. Yeah. That it's amazing. And uh, a lot of people are talking good about it. So I, I anticipate it coming out. I have not seen it yet because I just haven't had time. I will be seeing it whenever I whenever it comes out on VOD slash uh, yeah. Blu-ray. Hopefully and, won't uh, then if I uh, trust me, if it's just half as good as Ron says it is, I will definitely be going to see the sequel in the theaters. Unfortunately, yeah. I just haven't had time lately. Made nearly $240 million worldwide. It's amazing. Good it movie. was a success. Like I said, I heard it was a great movie. Uh, so, Lynn Shay, one of our favorite horror scream queens. She's become a scream queen. I mean, this she's done everything. She's done so many different things. She's like a chameleon. Sometimes you don't even know that she's in movies that you've done that she's done. But uh, she recently did an interview saying that uh, she isn't sure if they're if or when they're going to be uh, doing a fifth Insidious film. We we were under the impression that that was going to be happening, and now she's saying it's been kind of put on the back burner. I think eventually it'll be done, but uh, you know she just doesn't know what they're going to do with the Elise character at this point. They they may move on from it. She she does want to see the family that was involved in the first two movies back. Yeah, well, Blumhouse is uh, a busy busy studio. These yeah. Days. So there's a lot of things that they did that were originals that are getting put to the back burner, you know, so they can bring up stuff like Fantasy Island. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Enough said. Yeah. I mean, at least we got the Invisible Man coming up that we can look forward yeah. to. That, yeah. That I'm, I'm actually really that. looking forward to. But still. I Fantasy mean, Island might be a surprise hit. You I told know. you. It's going to be one of two things. It's either going to be really good or, or really, really bad. bad. It's either going to be that original, like, like kind of an original piece where you're like, oh, this is dark and great. Or it's going to be like, oh, this is super predictable and bad. Yeah. It's one of two ways. I have a feeling it's going to be the latter. I have a feeling too. But still, I'll give it a shot. Speaking of Lynn Shay, uh, she was in The Grudge that yeah, we went to see this weekend. she was. And, uh, we're coming up towards the end of this segment here with the news on, uh, you know, as we did mention, we're going to be uh, discussing the grudge in, in segment two. Uh, but before we get to that, um, the grudge director, Nicholas, I don't know if it's Pesci. I'm assuming it's Pesci, how you pronounce his last name, uh, says that if he were to direct another grudge film in the future, he could take it out of America and Japan and bring it to other countries or may even film it in other time periods. I kind of want to get your thoughts on that. Uh, I mean, why not? I mean, I don't, without ruining the second segment, why not? I know. <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm going to go with. Why not? We discussed that a little bit when we were talking. Yeah, after the movie, why so. not? Um, the Grudge made a... <laughs> you know, I think it did better than I expected it to do this weekend. It made $11.3 million domestically. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen worldwide numbers yet, but oh, it's not too bad. it could I mean, have been worse. It could have been worse. It could be a lot worse. Yeah. I After seeing it, I'm surprised. <laughs> that it, it did make as much as it did. It, it almost has made the entire uh, run of uh, Black Christmas. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's made a, a whopping total. Now, what did we say last week? I think it was 17.1 million. That's right. Worldwide. Uh, we are now up to a massive, massive global intake of $18.5 million. Better luck next time. Yeah. We'll uh, see where it's at in its yeah. fourth week next week. Yeah, horrible. Anyways, uh, yeah, so it's, it's not too bad. Maybe they'll, they'll pick up another $5 million this week or so. And sure. Whatever. I don't know. I'm talking about the grudge. I'm not oh, talking about. Yeah. Know. Yeah. I don't know. It we'll, didn't we'll need talk. to make much. We'll, we'll leave it the needs, teaser there because. It needs to make, I think I read about $30 million worldwide to kind of get in the uh, listen, surplus. We, well, we'll leave that to next segment, which is going to come up here very shortly because I feel like if I start saying too much, it'll ruin the whole segment. So, you know, uh, let's let's save it for that because it is now time for you to, if you would like to join the conversation and talk about any of the topics we talk about or anything at all, or, you know, even if you have a love for the new Black Christmas movie since we've been crapping all over it and you would like to defend it, you go ahead and do that as well. You can do that. Reach out to us on Facebook, HorrorZone607 on Facebook. We're at HorrorZone607 on Twitter. Twitter. When you're talking about the show, use the hashtag HZ607 uh, so we know you're there in support. You can also, as I pointed, mentioned earlier, check us out on 8122productions.com. Check out some of Mike C's reviews. Check out the Three Fat Nerds page. Check out all we got with events and news of places we're going to be going to. Uh, we'll be highlighting anywhere we're going when I you know, mentioned conventions earlier. Also, if you would like to support the show and help us pay some of the expenses we have running these podcasts, you can do that on patreon and you can get some awesome bonus content as far as horror zone 607 you get the show early you get it the day it comes out instead of having to wait the next morning when i put it out that's awesome you also get uncut uncooked uncensored versions of the three fat nerds podcast early the wrestling show early and of course you get that awesome show love is scary with spooky mike and dr Derek once a month all on Patreon. There's a $1 tier. There's a $3 tier. And uh, most importantly, uh, we do appreciate it because it really does go all back into the shows and all of our expenses here. That's patreon.com slash 8122productions. So with that, that is going to break uh, my my uh, early uh, ploy to get everybody to know what we're doing. Because if we save that to the end of the show, let's be, which we do it at the end, let's be honest, some of you check out for it. <laughs> so with that being said, though, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to give you our review of the 2019 version of The Grudge. Hey, it's Courtney Gaines, Malachi from Children of the Core, and you're listening to the Horror Zone 607. Welcome back to the zone. Uh, so it is segment two. It is time to talk about a uh, a movie that Rich and I went to see uh, the the first horror movie release uh, in theaters uh, in 2020, and that would be the new, brand new, The Grudge. 
the grudge 2019 grudge 2020 sorry 2020 i keep saying 2019 yeah the, the new year has not dawned upon me yet sir. no me either me either i wish barbara walters was here we could just have her say it's 2020 i should you get know? i should get that uh sound thing on the soundboard just so occasionally we could just be like this is barbara welters <laughs> it's 2020 i didn't realize that she was british but you know i don't know i don't i i, I can't do i can't do babs voice it's like i'm barbara walters no it's that's wrong too. See, i can't do it <laughs> I don't know why. I, Close I, enough. I, I don't know. This is why we keep you around for, for the. Uh, I, we don't keep me around the because impersonations. I, can, I can't really do good impersonations. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. If I could do better impersonations, I, I would be uh, doing something else. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. Just saying. But you're podcasting with me instead. So, yeah, you know, I would still podcast with you, but I would also be famous and we could do this more often because it'd be my <laughs> job to like just make people funny with my impersonations. Sure. But unfortunately, we're not there. Unfortunately, I went to go see The Grudge yeah. 2020. <laughs> yo, yo. Yeah. So why don't you uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, about the uh, the buildup? Well, first and foremost, I want to say this. We're not going to go super spoiler heavy, but there will be spoilers. And I will put uh, uh, the, the the dash and well, we'll put the timestamp in the notes for the show, and that's that will be you know don't listen to this. Uh, mind you, if you are hearing this, that means you didn't read the notes of the show. Yeah, so Just this is your warning. There. So this is your warning. To this is like the double safe warning, and uh, you can look in the notes now and then look and see where you can tune back in because we will be done talking. Uh, right. So I'm just going to give you the start and finish of the segment, and there you go. So. You have now been warned verbally that that's that's what they're there for. So, anyways, three, two, one. This is a spoiler zone. We're not going to talk too big of spoilers. I, I, I'm still going to keep it whatever. But I can't talk about this movie without talking about something because it's just not one of those movies we can just be like, oh well, and then you know oh, right. that thing happened, and it, it, you can't do it. Where do I start with this movie? Well, let's just start. Just uh, we're not going to go like a full review and tell you step by step what happened in the movie either, but. Uh, we, we get introduced. There's three time periods going on that are all linked together. We uh, start the movie off in 2005, 2004, Four. and uh, in a familiar location for fans of The Grudge. Uh, not quite the re- original house, as you pointed out in Tokyo, yeah, Japan, it either. It wasn't the same house that they used in the original movie, but it was supposed to it be. Was be. It was supposed to be the same house and the same uh, you know, startup point. Same so this, story. So this story, which we didn't know if it was a reboot or reimagining, this story actually takes place in the same universe at the same time. So if you imagine it splitting in two, this is like the left hand. If, if the Sarah Michelle Gellar original series is the right hand, this is the left hand. This is somebody else connected on the same for the same event in Tokyo that then follows her back to somewhere in the United States. Yeah. This is one of my biggest problems in this movie, Mike. They don't tell us where they are. I'm going to look it up right now and yeah, see, you if see if, they get, if there's anything on it. There was nothing in the movie. Because think about it. In the beginning of the movie, they say you're in Tokyo, Japan. And then they come back and they tell you that you're in 2006. They don't tell you where you are. They just tell you you're in 06. So just like the original movies, as Mike pointed out to me, and because I, I had forgotten, this jumps around a lot. So you jump around between the time periods of 2006, 2005, and 2004, respectively. And uh, oh, it does say it's in Pennsylvania. It's in Pennsylvania. Okay. So, anyways, now we know it's in Pennsylvania at least. It looked more like I don't the, remember that. It looked like it didn't say in Pennsylvania in the movie. Sorry, <laughs> if it did, but I it, it looked more like the Pacific Northwest. I just I was too <laughs> busy trying to stay there. awake in the movie. Oh, hi uh, But anyways, it kept jumping around. Uh, so that's that's a grudge thing. Uh, let's the, the meat and the potatoes, man. I don't know. I I wasn't I wasn't scared at all. I don't know if I like the atmosphere. I definitely didn't like the setting. The reason being is that we're this movie takes place in the flashbacks, 04, 05, 06. 
So not that long ago, I remember where I was in those time frames. I remember how, you know, obviously I was 21, 22, and 23. It wasn't really that long ago. And uh, the fact that our lead character is driving around a 1986 Crown Vic <laughs> as her car <laughs> and her partner is driving like a 1992 Ford Tempo. Uh, and then some other ladies driving another like 90s Ford Tempo. And there's just like no like cars from the 2000s, like the early 2000s in this movie at all. I understand some people don't, but these are detectives, homicide detectives. And they're driving like cars and these are old like the, gray and they're work cars yeah and like yeah. 80s and like it's not provided by the police station this is her personal vehicle that she's using yeah like no, and then we don't and on the streets you don't even see any like cars from the 2000s no it looked like it was supposed to take it like that it was set in like 1987 yeah it did it, it, it yeah or even the early 90s yeah somewhere between like 86 and 93 is where this movie uh, looks like yeah it's set. even with the decor and the house and yeah. everything else it was really weird that they didn't get the time frame right even the hospital like when they go to the hospital the hospital looked like it was something out of the like the 80s or 90s yeah like it didn't look there was nothing because in the 2000s we had some we had modern technology pretty much i mean maybe not where we're at now but the hospitals didn't look like what they look like in this this movie yeah this looked like a, this looked like the the i, I know you're gonna well actually we won't because it's not freddie's dead this reminded me of the hospital like the mental hospital from part three of a nightmare on elm street yeah. In a lot yeah. of ways. Like old and it was weird. I just don't, I don't get it. it so I never felt like I was, oh, I never felt like I was in 04, 05 or 06. Right. I didn't and that, that's a problem when you set your movie there. Uh, so all of this made me uneasy. It didn't make me go with the atmosphere. The score was forgettable in my opinion. So there was a lot of stuff missing. However, however, there was, uh, actually I should let you go to it before I give that away. Cause there was one particular reason that I was like, Oh, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, I don't know uh, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but, but give some of your opinions first before I jump, so, because that I think that would be my big reveal before we're done. <laughs> so the the movie follows, I believe it's it's three different stories. Um, you've got the Landers family, which are the people at the beginning of the movie. Um, it's four different stories. Was there four of them? Because you got well, Landers, yeah. you got the real estate people. Yes, you got so the old people. the old couple. I can't remember what their name was off the top of my head. And then you have the detectives. And then you have the detectives. So yeah, four different stories that are going on. Um, basically Ooh, five. Because you have the one detective that's in the insane asylum, too. Shit, there's five stories going on in that movie. I forgot about him. He was kind of attached more with the detectives, I yeah, guess. Yeah, but he, yes and no. He was intertwined he, he with He kind of had his own thing, because yeah. he was fucking nutty. Which, by the way, that guy's great. My brother had dinner right next to him. He you lived down what? by my brother. He was he was a good part of that movie. I yeah. just want to throw that out there. So I enjoyed his scenes, too. That's another thing. But that's not what I was talking about. Continue on, sorry. But, um, you know, that's how forgettable it was. Just, you know, there's all these different stories that are going on. But uh, pretty much, like you said, the movie starts out in Tokyo. Um, a woman brings back the curse from from Kayako's house. Um, and you kind of find out as it's jumping around that this, this woman ends up killing her husband and her, her daughter and then herself. And then a uh, real estate person, you know, which was played by the great John Cho. Harold from Harold and Kumar. Yes, and his also wife, one of the MILF guys. His wife played by Pie. Betty Gilpin, who is uh, yes. on the Glow television series on Netflix. I enjoy immensely. And they were good. I liked their story. Yeah, they there were just good. wasn't that was enough of it. Um, but you know, they he steps foot in the house and he gets infected with whatever's going on there. And then you got the old couple, like you mentioned, and they're infected by what's going on. And then the detective, who's really the main character of the movie, you know, yeah, she the goes female in there. detective, yeah, yeah. So. You know, it's, you it, know, it's it, a male detective. Never that one never went in. Both of his partners went in. Yes, he never because his part he was he was investigating the Landers with a different partner. That partner gets infected and goes nuts. That's right. what we're talking about. This new partner, they're in they're they they find a body 
in the woods in a car and they tie it back to this old person this older person's house and she ends up going to that house and finding another dead body which is the husband which we find out what happened to him yep. later in the movie and the wife who had looked like she was eating her hand yeah and uh yeah that was lynch yeah. yeah that lynch th- there were some good performances like, there was uh, let me get it right and that scene was disturbed there's a bunch of disturbing scenes that i uh, like i said i'll tie that in later when i give my score but yeah so you know bottom line here's you know what we talked about after the movie again i don't want to give too much about the plot away for people that do want to watch it um it's DNA was definitely a grudge movie. You know, it, at its heart, it, it tried to be a grudge movie. As you said when we were talking about it after the movie, the grudge is kind of something that people have either a love or hate relationship with. People either loved it or they hated it. A lot of people I know did not like those movies. I love them. There were three of it, and we're talking strictly about the American version. I'm not talking about Juwan. So we're talking about the American versions. There were three of them. Two that went to the, went to theaters and a third one that went direct to video. I love all three of those movies. Each one I liked a little bit less, but I still love that. I love that series. And th- this one was by far the worst of the four, in my opinion. Um, and although its DNA was there with the other ones, the other ones had, they didn't feel boring to me at any point. They weren't slow. They were slick. They were part of their time. You know, they, cause it was, it was kind of in an era where they were making slick horror movies. Um, they were aimed at like a teenage to adult audience. They were all, you know, PG. In fact, I think the third one was rated R, the one that went direct to video, but the first two were PG 13. Um, you know, they, 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 did the right story. They, they bounced around with different time frames too to tell different things and they were kind of confusing, but by the end, they tied everything together and they made sense. Um, this one tried to do the same thing, but it was so slow. And that seems to be the biggest knock that I'm seeing in different people's criticisms of this movie is just how slow and boring this movie was. It just didn't do anything. It just It's following around the detective and occasionally it jumps back in time so you find out the backstory of these people that have lived in this house that this that's that's cursed but you know it just it for whatever reason it didn't move along the way that the original three movies did and it wasn't slick feeling it was very slow very boring it kind of to me the other three movies all kind of looked alike this looked like and i think that you mentioned it afterwards too this looked like a movie out of the uh conjuring universe Mm -hmm. Uh, so it felt more like a conjuring movie than a than a grudge movie but it was just so slow and so boring I, 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 the, the slow part doesn't remind me of the country. You're, I agree with you 100. It was a very slow movie, uh, but I think that they, I think the director of the movie was trying to mix it between two things. I think he was definitely borrowing heavily, heavily from the Conjuring universe. Yes, uh, not being in the Conjuring, but, but the way the Conjuring movies are shot and look. The other thing I think he was borrowing from, and this is where the gore and grotesque parts come in, and like the disturbing parts actually come in, which I did enjoy. Uh, and I think he was borrowing that from the producer of the movie was Sam Raimi. I think he was definitely borrowing from The Evil Dead, but not Sam Raimi's directorial The Evil Dead, but Fetty Alvarez's directorial Sam Raimi yes. produced Evil Dead. I feel like this guy in his head went, okay, I have this franchise, and I'm going to tell a story in an essence of the franchise, but make it a longer story. That's what made it slow. But I'm going to shoot it like the Conjuring movie, and then I'm going to put in some like scenes of horror straight out of the Evil Dead remake. Yeah, and I, I, because they're like, and I, I did enjoy those scenes because the makeup effects were fucking amazing. Like the scene where she finds the the wife and uh, the the husband who mm-hmm. is long since deceased. 
is brutal. And then you see later on how it happens. And the same thing with the lady they find in the car. Like, the car hadn't been open in a few months. It looked amazing. And then you see what happened later on, you know, like because they, they do that trick, which they've done in the Grudge movies in the past. And, you know, it, it, it builds and builds and builds to the one part. And, I, and, and when I, I, I'm going to say it now because we're getting ready to gear up to give our grades on the movie. The only reason I gave this movie a little more than what I was originally giving it is because there is one scene in particular that I think was amazing and kicked off the year with an amazing kill. And it is literally the old woman who is played by Lin Shay climbing the stairs of this hospital once again that looks archaic and then she just goes over the rail now mind you she's up pretty high but when she goes over the rail it's not like a clean fall to the floor below to die no she whacks her head off of one of the uh rails rails and her neck snaps and it looks brutal and then she hits the ground and it looks even more brutal i'm like why wasn't this in more of the movie yeah because that to me brought it up the the makeup effects brought it up for me like the certain things that they did there, but I really do believe the director was trying to pay homage to Sam Raimi in a way and make it more look like the evil dead, uh, as far as the remake version. And I do believe definitely he shot the movie to, to shoot it like a conjuring movie. Cause it looked and had the feel of a conjuring movie because they're what's but, hot right but now. News, so yeah. newsflash conjuring movies take place in the seventies and eighties so far. And that's where we've seen them. You are shooting a movie that takes place in the 2000s, so when you put cars that look from the 1980s in it, it doesn't make sense. And before somebody goes, but Rich, there was cars still around from then. That's fine. But, but every I single car in the every movie? Every single car and the fact that you are a detective, a homicide detective, and your cars are that old. When The, the, and even the, the cop, curtains in the house. Dude, even the cop cars looked old. The curtains yeah. in her house, mind you, she just moves this out. The curtains in her house look from the 1970s, and she had like not quite the shag rug, but you know, not the shag rug from the 70s, but do you know that other rug that was like that rust red yeah. color that was like in most people's houses in the 70s? She had that rug. Like, people didn't have that in 06. I mean, some people did, but you just moved in this house. You just bought the house, and the outside of the house looked nice. So why would the inside of the house look like a timepiece? Like, I don't get it. My parents' house still looks the same as it did, other than a different color paint. Right. <laughs> it looks the same as it did in right, 2004, but when you, 2005. Right, but if you look, but, but if you go into your parents' house, uh, the outside matches the inside, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like you said, if you go back to 0405, your house would look the same, which is fine. But does your parents' house like have that 70s shag car? Well, horrible no. rust color carpet that it may or may not have had when you were younger. You know, obviously your parents we have changed. We did have that shag. Right, right, right. Shag right, right, right. But once again, you made changes over time because yeah. you do. And the house of the outside of this, like if your house was looking old and you were an older couple and you never changed anything, I get it. But this house, the outside had things done to it that were modern. It had the, uh, it had that, the, the sensor light outside. Yeah. And it had, it had modern things outside of the house. The sliding glass door looked like And modern. I just want to point out that the old couple was the second family to live in the house yeah no 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 i'm talking about the detective's house though oh oh, 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 yeah 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 yeah. i'm sorry i I got off track the old the older couple i understand why the house looked older but they were the second couple in there the first couple couple, it looked the first couple looked old too and they they were older but i'm just saying the 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 detective's house sorry i should have been more clear about that that's my no it's yeah pronouns her house the outside looked very modern when you go inside it looks like the 1970s yeah like it was weird like it was weird it looked out of place but i understand if you're doing it in the Conjuring style. The set pieces were definitely weird. They definitely were. But again, my biggest criticism with the movie, it's not that it was a bad movie. 
I don't think I disagree with people that are giving this movie a zero out of ten. I really do because this is like one of the lowest scoring horror movies in a long time, and I disagree with that. It was not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it was painfully slow. That's my biggest criticism. It was painfully slow, had serious pacing issues. It just wasn't as slick feeling as the original movies, and you know I get it. They you know they they the director said right away that he was going to be making a different movie. It was going to look different, and he was right. It looked like a Conjuring movie, but if you're going to try to give it the same DNA and it's going to take place in the exact same parallel universe as you know is is the original movie. Yeah. Make it feel the same, you know? So, the second and the third Grudge movies, parts of those movies, especially the third one, take place here in the States. They take place, I believe, in Chicago, in an apartment building. And they felt, you know, the same as the original one did. You know, you could have made it feel more like that instead of going so slow. I don't know if he was trying to go for... If he just didn't have any material left, because it, it's such a it's such an old subgenre, the J-horror you know, thing is kind of a, it, it's kind of run its course. Uh, and there's already three other movies that pretty much went down the same thing. They did the same thing. You're just rehashing the same thing. So I don't know if he ran out of material or if he was trying to, you know, intentionally do a slow burn on this. I don't know what it was, but it was painfully, painfully slow. That's my biggest criticism with the movie. Yeah. The, the other thing, and I just to kind of touch on this too, when it comes to the makeup effects, like you said, there was a lot of things that look like the Evil Dead remake. The ghosts that are in this movie look like like the the deadites in in Fetty Alvarez's Evil oh, yeah. Dead. That's what they look like. In the other Grudge movies, they're pale, they're white. You know, you got Kayako and her. You know, when she makes the sound, it's uh, you know, you, you got that familiar sound. The little boy sounds like a cat. You know, Toshio, uh, was it Toshio or Yoshi? Yeah, Toshio, so, yeah, I think yeah. is his name. Um, you know, he's he's all white and he sounds like a cat. The, the husband doesn't really make any noise. He just He's brutal when he does show up. Um, in the second movie, there's a couple schoolgirls that turn out to be ghosts, and they make like a moaning sound. It's like, uh, you know, everybody kind of sounds different. And this one, they all made that Kayako sound. They all did the same sound. That, uh, 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 you know, th that sound. Every one of the ghosts does that, but they're not all white. This is the same universe. It's the yeah, same planet. I, it's the same timeline. I was, I was. They all right. look completely different. I got to be honest. I was all right with how they looked because they looked. They I'd looked be fine all if you were of, doing a remake, but if it's supposed to be a sequel, up, man. But they if looked, it's a sequel and all the other sequels, they all look the same. They, why do these ones look so? They different? They looked how they looked when they died, which is yeah, you find out with later. like yellow eyes or red eyes or something. Yeah, you know, they look like, like the dead father's eyes. like missing like a like his mouth and shit. Yeah. But anyways, and they were creepy guess. looking. I thought, they just, they, it didn't I thought the fit. makeup, the makeup effects, are what did it for me, unfortunately. But it just didn't fit. That's the it's criticism. It's not that fit, they looked I, bad. That's, it just that's didn't one of fit. my. That's by one of my shining points. So, yeah. uh, let's go into scores. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll say this. Uh, shining points for me. Uh, was it horrible? Like unwatchable? Horrible? Am I regretting it? Is it like a Chernobyl Diaries level of horrible? Like no. Uh, I don't ever think I'll watch it again. Uh, but I don't regret seeing it, if you will. Uh, with that being said, it is worth... Uh, I, I'll give you my score, and then I'll tell you the, the, the caveat to it. My score is a 3 out of 10. I settled on a 3 out of 10. Uh, but I do say to check it out on VOD when it comes out, or I'm or you know rent it or whatever. And why I say that is because the, there is some cool death scenes in this, in this movie, and the makeup effects are really cool. Uh, outside of that, it's going to be a real slow movie that really never has a payoff. I'll give you that up front. Even the end of the movie, I'm like, eh, 
Like no. I, there, I never felt fulfilled, if you will. But like I said, if you go into it knowing that you're going to see one of the best death scenes right in the beginning of 2020, which I, I, I'm telling you, it was one of the best death scenes. I guarantee it. And then also, you know, some really good makeup effects and cool stuff like that. It's worth a watch one time, but I wouldn't pay to go see it in the theater. And uh, I would say, you know, yeah, it's not something that you should buy either and add to your collection. That's just my take on it. So I give it a three out of 10, but you should watch it. And that's what I'm saying. Give it a watch one time. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you won't. If you like really slow movies that don't go anywhere, then this is the movie for you. (laughs) However, if you like, if, if, if you just like special makeup effects like I do, this is awesome. So a movie that's worth seeing just so you can see those effects. Also, if you like deaths like I like in horror movies, this is also a movie where you see some pretty cool deaths. There is a multiple ones that are pretty cool. Uh, but the one in particular is is the reason to see this movie. But outside of that, one-time watch, and uh, I would save my money for VOD or rental. That's me. Yeah, and I would agree with that, too. Unless you get a chance to go see it at 11 o'clock in the morning like we did. We only paid, I think, six fifty. For the tickets, because you're going to pay that much, almost that much if you rent it, you know, on VOD. Anyway, so... Um, well, you know, if you red box it, you might be able to get away with like two, two yeah. bucks, depending upon if you go DVD or Blu-ray. I forgot that that still yeah, exists. Yeah, so. still does exist. So, yeah, you know, and again, I, I try to be a fair grader. I, I think that I'm a very fair grader when I do it, um, but, it, you know, I'm a strict grader when I do these things. Um, five out of ten is right in the middle. It's an average movie. I, I got to go, because of how slow it was and how poorly paced it was, um, and just, you know, how things didn't fit. Um, I, I'm not going to go as low as you do. I think once you get to three or under, it's you're really talking about a terrible movie. I know you have a different grading critique than I do. Um, just me personally, I think that that's getting to the point of a horrible movie. Um, I would give it a four out of ten. I would say it was a four out of ten. Um, one of the worst movies I've seen in the theater in a long time, at least in the last year. Maybe, maybe since Halloween. Uh, Annabelle. But Annabelle was worse. Annabelle, yeah. Annabelle, Annabelle was pretty was bad. Which I think I may have given that a three and a half or a four out of ten. Annabelle, as well. I, I I gotta agree. I gotta tell you, Annabelle was worse. Yeah. Than this. But yeah, because there it a was four nothing. There was nothing I came out of Annabelle going, man. I wanted to see that. Yeah, I know. Really I wanted that movie to end just so I could get out. I think it was still warm out. It was just a commercial. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was a commercial for other conjuring yeah. stuff. That was all it was. But yeah. anyways, yeah. This was. This was definitely better than that. So I'll yeah. give you that. So, yeah, so that's my final score for uh, for The Grudge 2020. It would be a 4 out of 10, slightly below average. Awesome, awesome. Well, there you go. If you guys have seen The Grudge and you agree or disagree with us, you, whether you, d- you disagree with us and you think it's lower or whether you uh, disagree with us and think that this is the greatest movie you've ever seen, uh, you can let us know as you guys know. But we're going to take our final break. When we come back, it is time to talk some horror. And this week in Talking Horror, we are going to discuss the decade that was. And originally it was give, a, give you both of our top 10 movies of the decade but mike took some liberties so you're gonna get a little more bonus stuff but we'll be right back hey this is dustin perry from ghost hunters and ghost hunters international and you listen to horizon 607 
All right, horror fans, it's time to talk some horror. And uh, now uh, we, we we did last week our best. Uh, Mike C put together that ten best movies of the 2019. And uh, then I added some to it and we discussed them. This week, we wanted to celebrate the whole decade of the 2010s. That's right. Believe it or not, the 2010s had some really great horror movies, especially when I was deep diving, going back and being like, oh, man, that movie came out, you know, in, in that time frame. There's a lot of them. I was very, very shocked about, especially when I went back to the early part of the decade in 2010, 2011, 2012. There were some gems that I was like, I for, almost forgot, forgot about. about them. Right. So I, I had to go reboot my memory. Uh, but uh, with that being said, how we're going to do this is Mike did overachieve a little bit because there is a lot. I just that covering it, was a it there was a decade. Lot. It was. Horror. It was really good decade. Uh, so Mike actually did 20. So he's going to rattle off his 20 through 11, and uh, you know maybe drop a couple lines or maybe I'll say a couple things if something really. Uh, sparks my interest if it's on my list i'm not going to talk too deeply about it because how we're going to do it after that is we're going to go 10 to 10 so i'll start with my number 10 then michael do his number 10 then i'll do my nine he'll do his eight all the way down to one and then you know we'll just kind of say what briefly why we put it on the list there and if it's on mike's list like let's say my number 10 is mike's number eight mike when he gets there he'll be like kind of be like well acknowledge that it was my number 10 and he'll just kind of be like well i put it at number eight because i like the reasons you had but i also liked it for this reason as well you know kind of like that so it keeps it nice and brisk especially because we're giving you a little longer episode with three segments this week so we, we don't want to keep you here all day we want you we know you have things to do even though you enjoy listening to us talk about horror movies so mike uh and if i i did have some honorable mentions if you hit any of my honorable mentions i'll kind of mention that they're an honorable mention sure. through 2011 or if you brought something up that i forgot about i'll just throw it right in there too. so mike was start with number 20 for you so, what's number yeah, 20 before i get into that i just want to say this took me hours to put this together <laughs> hours because what i did first is i actually went through each year of the 2020s and I did a list like we have in the past with different decades that we've done yeah, yeah. I listed a whole bunch of movies for 2010 2011 and I, I started with that broke it down to about 33 movies so I've actually got several I've got over 10 uh, um you know, honorable, honorable mention movies. On top of 20. So there's some really good movies in that list too. But number 20, um, a lot of people are going to dis are going to disagree with me from this right from the start. And uh, I was I was kind of torn with this. Uh, a lot of people probably have it in their top 10, if not even higher. Uh, for me, I never really considered it a horror movie, but it was culturally significant, and that would be the movie Get Out. Uh, so yeah, I get, I get, I get you. So Here. it's low on the list uh, you, of top twenties. Again, we're talking about a whole decade. I've got you know probably over a hundred movies. On, yeah, I got you. know my original so, list. So yeah, no need to, no need to explain yourself, yeah. Mike. If somebody wants to come at you on Facebook or Twitter, you can explain it there. And I hope they do because I like to have these conversations. All right, go ahead. Number nineteen, another one that people may disagree with, and I'm sticking by this. Uh, atmosphere, atmosphere, atmosphere. Suspense, suspense, suspense. One of the best slasher movies I have seen in many, many years, and in my opinion, one of the better slasher movies ever made. Hellfest. I actually on my honorable mentions. Yeah, Hellfest was uh, just outside of my top ten. Uh, I actually very muchly enjoyed Hellfest. Uh, there was a movie I enjoyed a little more, kind of similar to it, uh, but uh, that's that's somewhere on my also on my honorable mentions. I don't know where that is on yours, so I'm not going to say it. Yeah, continue on. <laughs> Number eighteen, another one that a lot of people had in their top five of the decade. And again, I had a hard time staying awake when I saw it. Just you know, in the last couple of months here, and that would be Doctor Sleep. I, I did think it was a really good movie. One of the better ones made 
decade in the decade. Not top 10 material. Uh, Too slow. It made my honorable mentions. It didn't make my top 10 either. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. Good movie. Good movie. It was a good, well-shot not, movie. But not a top it wasn't, 10, top it was, it, But then again, it's not up. I love The Shining, but it wasn't The Shining. It was a little no. different. And, and I don't know. In, I just, intentionally I, I understand, so. I understand, but still. once again, I understand it was a good movie. I did enjoy the movie. I just couldn't put it in my top 10 either. Honorable mention for me as well. Uh, number 17, uh, we talked about this a lot last week, uh, one of your favorite movies of, of last year, and uh, that would be Escape Room. Uh, I did like Escape Room. I was very entertained. It did not make my top 10 for horror movies. I still stand by it as an honorable mention. I still thought it was an enjoyable movie, period. Uh, and uh, I, I definitely enjoyed it. As far as 2019 with Heavy Hitters, it was on my list there due to the fact that, you know, it was a 2019 movie. It just made it outside of it just because it, the premise was good. The movie was good. I, I'm looking forward to a sequel mm-hmm. uh, in a way. And uh, But, yeah, just outside of my list, honorable mention territory. Just a fun movie. Yeah, very fun original movie. idea. I loved it. And it was something culturally significant, too, because escape rooms are hot right now. Yeah. So number 16. And this is where we start getting into some heavy hitters here. Uh, a Quiet Place. Uh, quiet Place is also on one of my honorable mentions. Yep. So with like you, it just barely missed. Uh, I did enjoy it. Um, I There's just things I enjoyed better. Yeah, I didn't just think it was anything earth shattering. <laughs> it wasn't again. this masterpiece, you know, of horror that, you know, is going to go down as one of the greatest horror movies ever made. So number 16 is where it made it. Mm-hmm. Number 15, a movie that we were all a little bit torn on uh, when it came out last year. And another one that was culturally significant. And that would be the movie Us. Uh, a lot I, of people had it in their top 10. You know what the I funny part is? I, I didn't have it in my top 10. I had it in my honorable mentions. I, I liked uh, Get Out Better. And uh, I just, I don't know. I, uh, I It was too predictable for me. I did I did dig predictable. it. Predictable. I thought it's it was creepier the, and scarier. I, it was I, definitely a horror I didn't, movie. I didn't dislike it, but I also thought it was way too predictable. I yeah. knew where that movie was going to end five minutes into the movie. I've said that before. Right. And I, so I detract for that. And that's the only reason it's an honorable mention and not in my top 10. Yeah. Eh, you know, to me, it wasn't as great as everybody makes it out to be. A lot of people had it in their top That's three. Right. Yeah, I know. So. I know. But I, I, I was also not one of those people. <laughs> Number 14, a movie that I absolutely got so much word of mouth praise when it came out. And when I first saw it, I was really disappointed in it. And the more times I watched it, I got it. And I got it, and I got it. And Halloween it is, 2018? Halloween 2018. <laughs> no, <laughs> it is not Halloween 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Um, By the way, that did not make my top 10. Even even the troll you, it didn't make my top 10. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make mine either, or my honorable mention list, for, for the did, record. It did, make but, my, it did make my honorable mention list, but, but it, not the it's, it's everything that a horror comedy should be, and to me, it was more of a comedy than a horror movie, but everything a horror comedy should be, and that's The Cabin in the Woods. Ah, uh, man, you... Yeah, continue on. Yeah. <laughs> Number 13, um, this is one that I think when people saw it, they loved it, and it kind of went down the list of a lot of people, and I, I wanted this in my top 10, and I just couldn't squeeze it in. So it comes in at number 13, and if it wasn't for this movie, there wouldn't be a Conjuring universe at all. It's not in the Conjuring universe, at least at this point in time, but there wouldn't be a Conjuring universe if it wasn't for this, and that would be James Wan's Insidious. Oh, uh, Insidious was good. I, I mean, Scared the snot out of me when I saw it. Did not make my top 10, though. Yeah. Yeah. I want. I had it in my top 10 originally, and I just kept bumping it down. Number 12, one of the greatest found footage films I have ever seen. I've talked about it on the show before. I love this movie. I loved its sequel. I can't wait for its third one to come out. Creep. 
Yeah, good movie. Creep is one that everybody needs to see. This movie is phenomenal. Good movie. Not in my top ten. Honorable mention. No, not in my top just ten. Just I had, I wanted this in my top ten. Too, I had a lot so. of honorable mentions. They're just everything that was. I didn't go into like you and bumped them from twenty. I just kind of was like, yeah, you just weren't in the top ten. Yeah. Yeah. So. And the last one before you start jumping in. <laughs> All right. So that's my overachievement list here. The, the participation award movies. Yes. And this one breaks my heart that it didn't make the top 10 because to me, it's one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. Love it. Love it. Love it. I've talked about it a gazillion times on this show. I had it, I think, in my top five to start. It just kept working its way down because I just in good conscience, I couldn't put it there. Happy Death Day. It's a, good, it's a fun, good movie. I did dig it as well. It is in my honorable mentions. Did not make my top ten either. Uh, but, you know, yeah. It's it's not a bad movie. None of those movies that you listed are bad movies. Anything I say is an honorable mention isn't a bad movie. It's just, if you're doing ten, things have to get bumped. Yeah. Uh, so, before I go in, I'm going to say, because I go into things differently than you, um, all of my movies, mind you, are opinion, a top ten. Uh, I was either super entertained by them or there was a significance to them. There's a reason why they're in my top 10. And once again, it's my personal list. Just like everybody, we could ask 100 people and I guarantee not everybody's going to have the same list if you're being honest with yourself. So Mike's list and my list will probably be very different. He's already mentioned some of my some of them that are on my list. I'll just throw that out there. So at number 10, I went with a movie that I thought was superb as far as the storytelling. And the first hour of the eh, hour hour 15 of this movie it was a different movie than how the movie ended but it was such a great movie from the whole standpoint believe it or not that you forgot that it was technically a sequel and that of course is 10 cloverfield lane wow john goodman was phenomenal in it it was creepy as shit the story just like the atmosphere when you talk about atmosphere that movie makes your skin crawl for that hour 15 and then then when you think she's escaped the monster that was that was there then you find out oh yeah that's right we have 15 minutes of this is a cloverfield sequel now <laughs> yeah i had that i that's i've put that in my big right, yeah. my my first list you know and whatever year it came out in the last few years there I, I always had a hard time considering that a horror movie i don't know i i do the first I, one is the second one was just uh, it was a great movie i think but the it was second one i think the second one is a bigger horror movie than the first one yeah. the reason why is man that is that guy is nightmare john goodman plays a guy that's nightmare fuel yeah I mean, it's not like there's a lot of people. Kind of only three people. Feel. Yeah, exactly. He felt like Annie Wilkes yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and that's why I give it a horror movie, because Misery is a damn horror movie. Yeah. Like, like that is scary shit, especially as somebody you trust. And then you don't know. Like, you start to, like, as a viewer, you're like, oh, I trust this guy. Oh, wait a minute. I don't trust this guy. Oh, wait, you know what? We misunderstood him. I trust this guy. Oh, no, we definitely don't trust this guy. Oh, you know what? Once again, I think we misunderstood him. And then, oh, fuck, he is a monster. Yeah. Like, like honestly, it was it played with your emotions. The atmosphere was great. It was suspenseful. It kept me on a thing. The, the fact that there's only technically two deaths counting him, and then you see, the, well, three if you count the lady outside, yeah. when we finally get the fact that it's a fucking Cloverfield movie. Uh, it was it was great. I, I thought they went somewhere completely different with it, and I was entertained by it. That's why I made my and list. I just want to point out, too, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, once again, gives a great performance. Oh, she's phenomenal. She's a great screen Phenomenal. Queen. Phenomenal. Who'd you, what you have as number 10, Mike? So number 10, uh, I did put The Conjuring. Yeah, oh, Conjuring's good. It's good. Great movie. That's uh, one of the, you know... Very important movie. Absolutely. It's, you know, when I first saw it, it scared the snot out of me. It's kind of moved down, you know, with more and more movies that have come out. But uh, very, very scary movie. Mm-hmm. So, and, and we know what it's led to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number nine. Number nine, and this is back. I had to... This is one of those ones that when I went back, I was like, oh, shit, this movie came out in the 2010s. Uh, phenomenal movie, by the way. Uh, it, it is tied to a legendary horror maker. And I would, of course, be talking about, at number nine, I got The Crazies. 
So that's a, a good choice. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal movie. So The Crazies uh, was actually on my honorable mention list. Oh, okay. I just thought that there were other movies that were even better than that, but it really is a great Dude, movie. Dude, it's just, so much better that than movie, its original. Yeah, it is. And it's, of course, George A. Romero original. Yeah. Uh, but here's what, the reason why I meant. I also kind of things when I said entertain and things that impact stuff or society or whatever, this impacted me because this movie has always stayed with me. And I, that's why I was pleasantly surprised to find out that it came out in 2010 so I could add it to this yep. list because this movie like has always stayed with me. I love the movie. I love the premise. It is way better than the original. You know, nothing bad against George Romero, but this version was phenomenal. His was hard to watch. It was. This Very was boring. but this was phenomenal. This one was fantastic. This did all the things and it did it right. Uh that's why it's Timothy on my Timothy Oliphant. Oh, so good great in this movie. Great actor. So good in this movie. This movie's great. If you've not seen The Crazies or it's been a long time since you've seen it, this is one of those movies you should definitely revisit. It is a very good movie. I can understand why you put an honorable mention because of like how you like horror, but the way I like it, like this movie has always stuck with me, and you know that because we've talked about it uh, over time, and, and it's just one of those movies that's always stuck with me. Yep. Had to shout it out so that number nine in The Crazies goes. Yeah, and I I was surprised that it was in the 2010s too. Yeah. I thought it was actually like an 08, 09. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was kind of surprised. Uh, my list, uh, number nine, and this one's going to surprise some people. Um, one of my just very underrated movies, and I love it. When I originally did my top 31 countdown in October years ago, it came in at number 31 for me. An all-time greatest horror movie movies I've ever seen, in just my opinion. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of think maybe I overshot that a little bit. There's a lot more movies I've seen since then that would have bumped it from that list. But um, not a huge fan of the director. But... This was his masterpiece, in my opinion, and that would be Rob Zombie's The Lords of Salem. Uh, Lords of Salem was good. I, I kind of had that on one of my honorable mentions. Oh, man, I don't know. So Zombie got tainted to me after the Halloween remakes, and I always say that, unfortunately. But this one was good. 31 was crazy, but, you know, it was definitely good for time. But, but this was so different than all of his other movies. Yeah. The other ones all feel like they could be the same movie. Yeah. This one, it had well, elements I agree of with you. Zombie I would, in it, but it was so different. It was very artistic, it, it was, I'm which just I'm saying, not usually into. Unfortunately, I hold against him the sins of the past, if man. you will. Like, and, that's and I typically kind of do, back. too. It's kind of held that back. Uh, number eight, I got a movie that uh, it would have been higher on this list if a, if, if a different movie didn't come out that is higher on my list. Uh, but this movie's still very good. Uh, one of those original premise movies that you just got to go, oh, shit, this is great. Of course, that was your next. Yeah, your next I was not a huge fan of. Really? You didn't like it? No, I expected it to be more like The Strangers because of the masks and stuff. And when I saw it, you know, it was a home invasion movie, but it was just... I liked it. I tried. I've it was, seen it, it so was, many it times. Was, it was very stalky. It was very... Uh, I liked it. Great Survivor Girl. Yeah. Talk about women's empowerment. Oh, yeah. You know, I always kind of make it sound like I'm not into those kinds of movies, and it's not that I'm not. I say that over and over again, and this was a perfect example of that. She was great. Talk about also a movie that puts you at unease. Because you don't really, like, you think you know what's going on and they change it. You yeah. think you know what's going on and change it. If you if, if you ever go back and you'll notice this on my list a lot, those are the kind of movies I like. I, I like movies where I can't predict them. I can't be like, oh, this is what's going to happen. Now, see, I knew. I knew. The big twist at the end, I saw that coming on right from the start. Yeah, was, you did. I saw that the whole way. Well, I everything mean, that happened, I knew was going to happen. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I well, I, when I was going back to watching it the first time, I mean, I I guessed some of what was going to happen, but I, I at the same time things happened and changed that, and like they looked like the plans had changed a couple times. You're yeah. Like, oh, okay. I, I just thought it was a good movie, and uh, definitely, definitely, uh, I think it would have been higher on the list if something else that was better doing the same thing didn't come in higher on my list. Yeah. Let's put it that way. 
So my number eight, uh, I actually originally had higher. And again, there was other movies that ended up bumping it down. And I have a feeling it's going to be higher on your list. I could be wrong. We're going to find out soon enough. Uh, But for me, uh, you talk about taking a movie that was uh, a foreign film and Americanizing it and remaking it and and making it better, in my opinion. I, I love this movie. It's a movie every time it's on, I have to watch it. And you talk about phenomenal acting from from children. Let me in. Great movie. Great movie. Great movie. Great movie. Um, with that, uh, my number seven, don't have to talk much about because it was already on your list, but I put The Conjuring at number seven. I'm not a big Haunted House film, uh, movie fan, as you know, so that's like means something that in a decade The Conjuring was, but The Conjuring hit all the buttons, though. Yeah. Like, that, this is like, like I'm not a big possession uh, horror movie or Haunted House guy. It's not because they scare me. I just don't like usually the hokey tricks and stuff that go along with them. With that being said, when there is a masterpiece, I can really dig into it, i.e. The Exorcist. The Exorcist is a phenomenal movie, hence why I like it, even though I'm not usually big into possession movies. With Haunted House movies, The Conjuring is a masterpiece. Right. And and that's why it's at number seven. Yeah, and truth be told, uh, Conjuring 2 I actually had on my, my honorable mention list uh, only because it was a sequel. Personally, between the two movies, I actually think I like The Conjuring 2 more. I think it's more intense and a little bit scarier than the first one, mm. except for the end. The end, you know, once the nun kind of shows up, you know, Valak shows up on there, it's... It got really stupid, which I expected to happen. But I was kind of pleasantly surprised with that when I saw it. I went into it. I mean, I like two as well, but I got to give it up for Conjuring. Uh, So for me, number seven, I don't believe you've seen this movie. I've talked about it a few times uh, on our show. And this was one, I watched this with Luke. I watched it with The Professor. My friend Sean has since seen it. Everybody that I know that's seen this movie has absolutely fallen in love with it. And again, it's, it's another horror comedy and it is just a gruesome, gruesome, gruesome. I, I think you can call it a slasher movie. It's got everything. It's got slasher. It's got the atmosphere. It's got the comedy done absolutely right. And it's got a clown in it. And it is an Irish comedy, horror comedy called Stitches. One of the, my favorite horror movies I've ever seen. If you haven't seen it, I do believe I actually own it, so you can come over and watch it anytime. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think it's actually it. on Netflix still. I haven't and seen it. No. This is how you make a clown movie. This is how you make a clown movie. It, it is so good. I I know you're going to love the movie yeah, when you I'll see to, it. I'll have to check it out. I'm definitely intrigued. Uh, my number six, once again, is something that you call right on the money. It's something that is on my list and higher. It is Let Me In. Yep. Uh, I thought Let Me In was phenomenal. It would have been higher, but it got bumped by a few other things. But, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, Let Me In's a great movie. I think I, I had I did, it at number six initially. I, have, I, have, I, I, like the, I like the original Let the Right One In as well, but Let Me In did a lot of cool things. and a lot. Of, uh, I mean, in that pool scene alone deserves to be oh, yeah. the top any the top number of anything. I kept thinking about that. Yeah, that's, well, that's the one thing that wins you over because that pool scene is brutal but yet artistic and poetic yeah. it's a weird mixture but it's amazing so yeah uh so yeah get it our number six is let me in yeah and again i think i originally had that their stitches bumped it and then my number six actually bumped it and this one i had a hard time putting it here uh i have mentioned this movie a few times on the show it is a masterpiece it's Halloween a, 2018? Halloween 2018 <laughs> yes you got it it's Halloween 2018 every time you say masterpiece so um it really isn't a horror movie. And that's why I had a hard time. And this is why I get out. You know, I'm kind of contradicting myself here because get out. I put it at number 20. A lot of people had it in you top didn't, five. You didn't enjoy it enough. It's not that I didn't enjoy it enough because I love the movie. Get out. I probably. Oh, no. Yeah. Get out. No. Yeah. That's why I said. That's but why I said you didn't. 
I kind of wish that I could have even put it higher, but again, I'm, I'm contradicting myself. And it's a movie that starred Arnold Schwarzenegger, of all people, who should have won an Academy Award for this movie had it, one, not been a horror movie-ish, Ish. and two, had it not been about a zombie apocalypse. And that's the movie Maggie, which is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Love Maggie. Love it with all my heart. I want to go home and watch it tonight. <laughs> well, that's fine. And I, I mean, might. It's a good, good, it's a good spot, I guess. Uh, my number five, you've mentioned it a couple times, including just now. My number five is Get Out. Uh, the reason being that, uh, you know, unlike us, where I was like, my mind you, Get Out was a little predictable as well, so people could say that, but it was the first time we saw a Jordan Peele movie. And man, that movie is just, it does it does different things that horror movies hadn't been doing when that movie came out. It did. It was a definitely a cultural change movie as far as the horror genre. And uh, that, those are always stick out to me. And that's why it needs a shout out. Uh, yeah, it was predictable at times. I, I saw where it was going to go yeah, with, with right how the, the ending, but even with that being said, it still was an entertaining way because that third act, even though it was predictable where we were going to go, that third act is still crazy and paying homage to silent night, deadly night, you know, with the horns, <laughs> Yeah, the, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of cool nods when you watch that movie that you can tell that you know he's a, that Jordan Peele's a huge horror fan, and he made a movie that was different than anything else, and I think that's why it's at number five. Uh, it it could have gone a little lower for me, it could have gone a little higher, but I I felt bad not putting it somewhere and somewhere in prominence, and the reason why is it. I always bitch about things not being fresh and new. That was fresh and new. Uh, Us was too predictable because it was, we've already seen Get Out. And and, and kind of he kind of went the same route, so we know his style. That's why I keep saying I want to see Jordan Peele do a different style. And I'm sure we'll eventually see it because he seems to be very good at what he does. But Get Out was definitely his mark where it was like, okay, we have somebody new on the scene and somebody who's willing to take the chances. And it got nominated for everything, and, and rightfully so. Right. Yeah, again, a good movie. Really good movie. Oh, yeah. I love the it's movie. movie. I just don't see it as a horror movie. But again, I put Maggie at number six. You know, yeah, and no. Maggie's not a horror movie. Right, right. It's got right. a backdrop. But it's of not, a, that's not even con- that's not even like that's not even contradictory because it's what it also has to go with what you feel. These are opinionless. Yeah. These aren't like you know a cinematic whatever. You know, I might say that one of my reasons for putting it on the list is because you know obviously it it means a lot to the horror community slash you know uh, movie making period. But at the same point in juncture, this is my preference too i enjoyed get out but like i said i can also i i also felt a need to put it higher on the list not because of any political reason just because i always want something different and he fucking handed us or handed me in particular because we're talking about my feelings something that was new and different in the world of horror especially for that time because we had gone down the same road same road same road and here we are and it was like breath of fresh air right us doesn't the us didn't make the list and made the honorable mentions only because it's not the breath of fresh air it then became like this is jordan peele's style right and so that's why i, I just thought that was that. more of a horror movie than get out it is a little but... more it is a little more of a horror movie but at the same time there's some really cool stuff that happens in get out yeah and, and i'm gonna get to my number five and a yeah. second here too but uh one more thing about get out i actually was going to bump it right from the list altogether just because i don't see it as a horror movie but because it was so culturally significant you know that's why i put it in there because i know you know i would have gotten some backlash if i didn't have it somewhere on the list um again i love the movie i just don't think it's a horror movie the ones that nearly bumped it out just for the record uh the crazies i at one point had it at number 20 bumped it the original purge which is a horror movie all the way, even though the other ones I don't think are horror movies personally. The original Purge is it's home invasion slasher esque, you know. So I those look where that's gone. Um, uh, don't breathe was close. 
Uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark was close. Uh, and Devil came actually really close. Devil's a really good horror movie. Uh, but Get Out, I put it at number 20 just so it was on the That's list. That's fine. Number five for me, and this is where I'm cheating a little bit. I'm cheating a little bit because this is actually two movies that tell one story. Uh, so for me, number five, the, the biggest movies of the entire decade, it chapters one and two. I'm, I'm considering you them all one movie. Bastard. I'm considering them to be one movie. You are cheap. They technically are. You're cheap. They're two different movies. <laughs> but anyways. They came I'll out two it, years apart, give it, but it I'll tells one it, story. I'll give it to you. You can have it. You it's like when it. I did my countdown years ago. I did this Saw franchise. It was before Jigsaw came out, but I you can Saw's have one it. through seven. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. one you can story. Have it. You can have it. I'll give you that. You can have it. I appreciate it. But yeah, that. they're good movies. They're great movies. You know, enough, enough said. Uh, number four, something you had in your honorable mentions or your 20 to 11 uh, that I enjoyed far more than you, and that was Cabin in the Woods. Uh, I speaking, had a feeling you were going to put speaking, it up here. Speaking of Breath of Fresh Airs, what does Cabin in the Woods not have that was Breath of Fresh Air? It's fucking hilarious. It's, yeah. me, it's meta as shit, but it was an original concept. Yeah. An orig- and it gave us Chris Hemsworth. Because pretty yeah. much he hadn't really done much in acting before then. He wasn't yeah. even Thor yet when he did this. No. Uh, when he originally did it. Because remember, they put it out two years after, after they, made it. They, yeah. they made it. Uh, but the, by then he was Thor. And that's why there was hope for New Mutants. <laughs> yes. But here's the thing. Uh, I got I to throw it out there. It's a great movie. The concept's great. It's different. It hits all. It ch- for me, it checks all the boxes. I'm a slasher fan, and this movie is gore- grotesque and bloody. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's be honest. It, I love comedy in my horror. I love dark. How I great love is it. Richard Jenkins oh, and how, Bradley? Uh, yeah, the two of them together, dude. The two of them together is part of the best thing. Yeah. Of course, oh man, Bradley Whitford. It's never, it's never the merman. And then, and then, of course, the <laughs> ultimate device. He's just like, of course, it would be the merman. <laughs> like, yeah, I love how he's just like, of, of course, of course. Why wouldn't it be? There's a uh, thing that looked like Pinhead. Yeah, had, like, man, dude. Zombies. There were so many cool, like, there were so many cool creatures in it. When you see the shooting of it, that they did a lot of it practically, and and you know there was some CGI, obviously, but they did. Yeah. a lot practically and they use the CGI to enhance the practicality of it when they're complaining about the girls the school girls in yeah. Japan <laughs> everything about so that movie good. is great it's, oh yeah it, it is it's great. great it's a great movie it's got a great concept it checks like I said if you think about my boxes it checks every one of my boxes that's why it's in the top five Cabin in the Woods go back and watch it if you haven't seen it or if you haven't seen it watch it if you haven't if you've seen not seen it in a while trust me it is one of those movies that's worth fucking watching every it's, once in a while it's become it's so a tradition every October that's one of the movies I have to watch it's great it's a great movie uh, so for me, number four, uh, is, I don't know that you've seen this. I've talked about it several times and it's another horror comedy that does everything right. And it was direct to video, which blows my mind. It might be a better thing because it's kind of a hidden gem and, uh, it's got a great cast, great everything. It's kind of a, a slasher it's a slasher movie, but it they, they it's kind of like they're ribbing at the slasher genre, and that's the movie The Final Girls. I have not seen it, but I've heard nothing but good things. I do need to see it. Uh, another one I've got. I have to watch it all the time. That could be another one. That and Stitches, I'll have to have you over to watch at some point. Final Girls is so good. Thaisa Farmiga, Malik, Malin Ackerman's in it. Um, you got, uh, what's the goofy guy's name that was in uh, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, and he was in the... Um, Pitch Perfect movies, uh, a comedian. He's he's in a bunch of commercials. I'm I, sure if I saw him, name's drawn a blank. Yeah, anyways, drawn a blank on his name right now. He was good in it. Uh, it's just it, just a phenomenal cast. They did everything right with this movie, and um, you know it's it's one that I definitely recommend seeing. So to me, one of the great horror movies and an underseen gem. 
Absolutely. Uh, number three for me now. The big uh, ones. The, this is getting in the top three, and I'm not ashamed of my top three because I think I, I, these, are, these are great. Uh, I, I'm Honestly, my top three, in my opinion, are clear-cut to me. Uh, number three, we talked about it earlier on this show, actually in the second segment, and that, of course, is Fetty Alvarez's... No, <laughs> that was the first segment. Oh, Fetty right. Alvarez's Evil Dead remake. Okay. That movie is probably if it wasn't for the two obviously it's three so it wasn't for the two movies ahead of it that movie would have been the best horror movie of any decade in my opinion uh not just this one it this movie out of the three though is the out of my three is the scariest of the three it's the meanest of the three and it's the darkest of the three yeah so that's kind of giving you a clue to what my last two are uh, what 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 did he not do right in this movie? There's blood galore. Yeah, there, uh, where well, the original ever. where the original Evil Dead was chopsticky and kind of funny. This movie said, "Fuck the humor." Like literally, there is bits of humor early on, but when shit hits the fan in this movie, the humor goes out the window. This is and you know me as much as I like humor, I like mean spirited movies. This movie gets the meanest of spirits. Oh yeah, the meanest of spirits. This thing is brutal. I mean, we right have from a, the opening scene. Yeah, or, but but there is like little cutesy spots in between that you think, oh, maybe they're going to go like the original, and then all of a sudden it says, "Fuck you, we're taking this even yeah. further than we could go." I mean, you have a chick sawing into her face with glass. Yeah, like it is ridiculous, amazing. I don't know what my uh, Fetty Alvarez should be locked up in an insane asylum for the shit that came out of his <laughs> mind. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, but once again, wonderful movie. Movie, very well put together it, uh, i i don't see i have a poster that is not on the wall yet but it's right over there for the evil dead that i got from a friend who worked at a movie theater the poster says the scariest movie ever made or the scariest movie you'll ever see or whatever i don't know if it was the scariest movie i ever saw i can tell you that it is one of the greatest movies it is in my top 10 horror movies of all time period and that's a remake yeah, uh, of a I, classic. Of a classic. And once again, nothing wrong with Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. I, I love Sam Raimi's uh, vision. But the, the fact that Sam, with Sam Raimi producing this and giving his blessing and going, guys, you are... I remember the, the tour when he was going out with Fetty Alvarez to promote this, and he's just like, you haven't seen anything yet. Right. He said, even... even Sam Raimi was like, this movie is phenomenal. If if I would have had the budget and the things to do, I could I would have done this movie. This right. this is this has got my blessing all day. And to look at the fact that Raimi comes from a very comedy background and this movie is so mean spirited and just disturbing oh, at yeah. times. And I just I loved it. And it wasn't just but it wasn't disturbing in the bad ways. It wasn't right. disturbing like human centipede ways. Yeah. This it was disturbing in like, oh my God, it this is nuts. And so uh that it's uh, it's left a burned impression in my mind. Number three was where it was, just there was just two movies in the decade that I just put just a little bit above it. Right. Uh so for me, number three is one that I almost forgot about. Um, it was it was a movie that kind of came out and it was one of those word of mouth movies, kind of like Paranormal Activity and the, like that kind of a movie that um, kind of people caught wind of it ahead of time. But it was an indie movie that just kind of built up steam and everybody hoped that they'd get to see it in their theaters and it finally did get its wide release. Um, it, it had everything. It had uh, a great soundtrack, a great musical score. It had great suspense. It had a great slow burn to it. Um, it really borrowed heavily from a lot of the great directors, like it's, for me, uh, especially with the um, the score from uh, John Carpenter, um, and uh, still to this day it became one of my favorite horror movies. I love it so much, and that would be It Follows. Oh, okay. Whew. For a minute there, you said score by John Carpenter. I went, 
Oh man, Halloween you, you really put Halloween twenty. Like there was a minute that I was like, "Wait a minute!" I thought you gave that like a negative score. Damn. Yeah, they really moved up this list, uh, didn't it? By the way, if Fowls was on my uh, honorable mentions, like real close to the top ten, uh, I I do appreciate everything piece of it. It was a, an amazing piece of cinema. Uh, I didn't put it in the top ten for obviously reasons that I like the ten that I had on here better, but. So it's such a great movie. Yeah. It is really such a great movie. I actually built my list around it. Follows no, I, when, I, I, when I, I was going through it, and I was making like the bigger picture. I saw this. I was like, oh, oh, I almost forgot about this one. Glad that's I found great it. movie. So great I kind of built it around that. I always had it at number three, but I did build my list around it. All right. Well, number two, uh, I mentioned your next, and I said a movie that did what it did, but did it better. Uh, I mentioned that uh, Cabin in the Woods checks all the boxes. This movie, like Cabin in the Woods, checks all my boxes and then some. It was by far superior to pretty much any movie. It was my number one movie of 2019. And uh, you got to say the AR ended very well, and it's definitely become one of my top horror movies of all time, and that is Ready or Not. Uh, funny you should say that because that's exactly where I have it. Number, number two, two is yeah. Ready or Not. Ready or Not is one of the most, uh, it's it's an original, I mean, it's not super original, but it's an original enough concept. It was, it's so simple and basic, you would have thought somebody else would have done it a long time yeah. ago. Uh, they mixed the great amount of humor that was great with an amazing suspenseful movie where you are rooting for our final girl, if you will, the entire movie. Uh, at times when you think the movie's going to get predictable and then it gets knocked off kilter and then it goes back to being predictable then it gets knocked off kilter it's crazy but then you have that looming suspicion the whole time that this is all bullshit like not the fact that they're chasing and trying to kill her but the reason why yeah and then guess what they didn't shy away the payoff fucking happens like i don't know if i like this movie if they would have shied away from it oh but i know the payoff happens in all of its gory like you know, horrendous details I love it. And yeah. it's just it, from from the beginning of this movie to the end of this movie, it is a fun time. It was time. a masterpiece. And it's just a great watch. And it's definitely entered my top horror movies of all time, period. Oh, yeah. It was my favorite of 2019. It is my number two of the entire decade. Uh, and it's, like I said, it's all time. It's, yeah. it's, it's probably in the top 10 of all time, period. I'm going to work on a top 100 all time horror movie list at some point in time. And this one... <laughs> It's got to be up it's there. It's going to be up there. I, I, It might crack my top 10 at this point. I, honestly, and I think it has. a really has. good top 10. Well, I, I do too. I mean, but when, this movie was I, I'm not so shy about good. saying my, my, my two top of all time are Halloween at number one and number two Jaws. It's been that way yeah. forever. And I, so I have no, so to say like, and without going through anything else, to say that those movies are your one and two, to be like, this movie might be in my top 10 off the yeah. top of my head. It's definitely in the top 20. Yeah. But like, if I go really go through, this is definitely possibly a contender to be in the top 10, right? Probably the higher end of the top 10, but this is a list that's capped off by two of the greatest horror movies of all time Two, but two greatest masterpieces period of all time. Yeah. Jeez, this movie should. I mean, Exorcist this, is three. This should have been one of those two hundred fifty, three hundred million dollars. Because I mean, makers. I mentioned this before. Exorcist is number three. We're talking about like the heavy hitters, and this movie is getting down towards those heavy hitters. Not quite next to them, but yeah. in the same rarefied air. And I have the same top three as you. Just I flip flop Exorcist yeah. and Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Halloween's three, Jaws is two, and Exorcist is one, one. for me. And that yeah. could, I don't think that'll ever change. Yeah. That's fine. But this movie. You what know, can you like say? you said, what doesn't it have? It should have made a lot more money. It should have been a bigger blockbuster. This is a movie that people need to see. Now, I said all that, and it was number two. Do we have like a drum roll? Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't want to do the drum roll. But the reason it was number two is because the next movie did also check those boxes, and maybe not the humor box as much, but it, it had humor. And I love the inside jokes in it. Uh, it also, but the thing that it had that 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 that. Uh, 
Ready or Not didn't have is it was bigger. It was way more impactful on the world as a whole. And that, uh, and it is not, I'm not going to cop out like you and put them together, but it's it chapter one. Uh, it chapter two wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. I still liked it. It's in my honorable mentions, but it chapter one, just like the miniseries, I preferred the kids portion of the story. And what does this movie not do? that doesn't deserve to be number one. Not only was a blockbuster, not only did it make all the monies, not only did it bring us into the, honestly, between this and Get Out is why we have a renaissance in horror right now. Oh, yeah. Because Get Out was the the breath of fresh air, and this was the massive box office hit, then followed by Halloween 2018's box office smash. But this was first. And if it doesn't get there, we don't get all the Stephen King redos. We don't get Gerald's game, as we just pointed out. And we don't get any of this stuff. We don't. We don't. And so it made more, it's meant more to the horror community that, you know, in 2017, we revisited a world and the fact that we brought this world together and you had, you know, if I would have told you prior to 2017 that they were going to remake it and not only they're going to remake it, that the legendary performance of Tim Curry was going to then be replaced and and the character that Pennywise the Clown, which we all consider to be Tim Curry and not not taking any shots against him, was then going to be handed over and Bill Skarsgård was going to be the new face when you think of it. You probably would have thought I was crazy if I told you somebody not named Tim Curry was going to become it and be a better it. Think about it. You would have. Most people would. That's an iconic role. But Bill Skarsgård did it. Yeah. Bill Skarsgård brings a creepier, more menacing, more scary tone to that character. And, and in two, it becomes more mean-spirited. By oh, the yeah. Way. But in one, it's just menacing. And it's it is, it's what you needed to see. And it's 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 the right amount of terrifying. It's a great story. I mean, the book itself is a great story. But the, the, this was amazing. I can't believe in my lifetime I got to see an amazing on-screen, whether it was Chapter 1 and Chapter 2 together or just, you know, even alone. And that's why it's got to be number one. And the only reason, like I said, the top's ready or not. I don't know if it, like, like, and it's going to sound weird to, to say this. I don't think it's in my top 10. I don't think all time it tops ready or not. I just think for the decade and what it meant to the decade, not only was it a great movie like ready or not, but it, then it meant a little more. I don't think we have ready or not without it. Chapter right. One. And there was there anything that was more anticipated? Was no. there anything that was bigger? No, there wasn't. No. And that's, and that's why I put saying. the two together. Cause it did tell the one story. Yeah, you, know, I, I, you can take the mini series. It was a two night event. If, but if, if you want, I, I, I would say if you wanted to lump them in together here with mine as well and say the whole story, that's fine. I'm just saying, if I say which piece I prefer more than anything, it's it. And even more, the reason it's number, one is because if we don't have that as a blockbuster if that doesn't change the world nothing else that came after 2017 that's on my list or anybody's list including ready or not which i think is one of the greatest horror movies of all time would be there let's just be honest because there's no boom get out kind of got it started it took it to that next level. level and then of course and then Halloween proved that you could bring back franchises and hence we got remakes. Right. So it's kind of been like this really like weird area. And that's why we're rolling in the 2020s right now on the, one of the hottest eras of horror. We're, we're almost back to golden age of horror levels. Ladies and gentlemen, I I'm, I'm here to tell you late seventies throughout the eighties was pretty much the golden age of horror. And we are back to those levels coming into the late two late 2010s into the 2020s because of, breath of fresh air movies like get out hence why it made so high on my list and of course the number one movie it if it's not for it i'm telling you we don't get any of the stuff we got coming yeah we really don't with the exception of halloween because obviously that was a massive success of the box office but who knows if they would have had the balls to do that movie yeah yeah if you're right. it wasn't for it slaughtering it because 
Yeah, you can be like, but it was in production before it was out, but everybody was talking about it. So they went, oh, wait, wait a minute. Everybody's talking about a horror movie. Let's see if they'll talk about ours. Right. So I feel like that has something to do with it. Like, get out, set the table. It was just like, here's the entree. Right. And now everybody's at the table and it's fucking amazing. So I, that's why it's number one. And that, like I said, if you could tell me all, I'll talk about all time, not saying that it doesn't make the list. I think Ready or Not beats it all time somewhere oh, on yeah. my list. But for what it means and importance wise to the 2000s or 2010s, it's the ch- thing. So I, I, I can't wait to hear your number one. So, yeah, my number one, um, I'm going to have to tell you, you know, I, I obviously disagree because I had it lower. Um, it was, you know, one that I, I don't know what else there is to say about it. Halloween 2018. No, no, but there, it's, it's one of the, one of the great horror movies of all time that was ever made. And, you know, I'm just not going to beat around the bush here. It was without a doubt, the Chernobyl diaries. Oh, you bullshit. (laughs) No, I know. Not even the troll me. Would you put that at number one? There should have been a drum roll. Get out of here. Get out of here. I actually didn't realize that was in the 2010s. Freddy's Freddy's dead's fucking renewed for the next (laughs) next years. Damn you. Damn you. Yes, so, it was in the 2010s. Yeah, I was working barely. at I was working at the Bell, yeah. and uh, that I went to see it with people I worked with. So, yeah. continuing on. So, my number one movie was uh, what you know came in uh, high for you was your number three movie, and that would be Evil Dead the remake. Uh, to me, best horror movie overall. You know, and Ready or Not was right there with it. But when I compared the two, you know, I had them one and two. I was back and forth on them. Um, personally. I think I enjoyed Ready or Not a little bit more because it was a more enjoyable movie just because of how spirit, how mean-spirited the Evil Dead remake is. But, you know, just what, what can you say that you didn't already say about it? Yeah, you know, it's know. just a phenomenal... It, it, it outdoes the original, which is a classic. One of the great horror movies of all time, the original Evil Dead, in my opinion. Um, I know people think Evil Dead 2 is the better movie between the two. To me, the first one scared the snot out of me the first two or three times I watched it. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. I can't. Uh, like I said I said a lot about it already, and I, I just think that that movie. I, I I don't have a problem with it at three or one or two. I don't have a problem that, that as long as this. I, honestly, that movie deserves to be in a top five anywhere for the twenty tens. Oh yeah, especially if you're going to be honest about horror. Uh, like I said, I really I went with it because the the reasons I gave, but Evil Dead could have easily been number one in my list as well. I enjoyed that movie immensely. Once again, Evil Dead. It's weird because as much as I'm like, I, I would, I, I put it, I would, I could have put it above Ready or Not. I don't know if I could over all time. Yeah. I, but I also that movie probably is in my top twenty five easy. Yeah. With, without me thinking, because I mean, it's a great, it's a great movie. I mean, the movie is great. It is mean spirit. It's just great. Uh, I did have a couple of honorable mentions that I, I'm going to throw out there that you didn't mention that I that I think I just want to give a, a clip to. Uh, we talked about a little earlier. Hush was on this list as on my honorable mention list that you didn't mention. Uh, I it, it's just an original concept movie that's so great and it's spawning more stuff as you could as you told earlier. Uh, the haunt was a movie that's on my list. Uh, much like Hellfest, because I, I mean, you mentioned Hellfest, kind of kind of in almost a similar vein, really good. I would put it above Hellfest, honestly. Uh, I, I'm glad that you told me to watch it. It was really good. Uh, the Thing. The pre the prequel. I, yeah. I, once again, I don't know if I could put it in my top 10, but I love that movie. A little too uh, CGI people, heavy, but... You know what? People, Some people shit on that movie. 
I dare you to watch that movie and then watch the thing. And that's exactly after. what I did. And if you do that, trust me, you will have a whole new respect for that movie. Oh, that yeah. movie's per- that, that movie they did a seamlessly job it goes movie. perfectly into the other one. It's like Rogue One is to a New Hope. Yeah. Like honestly, it really is such a great companion piece, and that's why I wanted to give it a shot. It didn't make my top ten because I didn't know if it's in top ten worthy, but it, it was definitely a good watch. I would definitely watch it again. And of course, I got to give a shout out to our buddy David Howard Thornton. Uh, you heard Courtney Gaines yourself in a vehicle when we had the, 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 our nice little trip with Courtney Gaines during uh, Sci-Fi Horror Fest. Yeah. He only want, he only talked about one horror movie, and that was Terrifier. Yeah. Because he thought Art the Clown is such a great villain, and I could not agree with him more. I couldn't put it in my top ten, but it is definitely one of the movies that I, A, can't wait for the, the sequel coming out soon. It uh, should be later this year. And I also, uh, I, what can you say? Great villain. And that's what that's what drives the movie, and that's that's all I can say. Yeah, and Terrifier did make my honorable mention as well. Um, I did finally. I told you before the show, I, I I had it on here because people talked about it, and it wasn't ever going to make my top twenty because I hadn't seen it. But Hereditary, I finally watched it over the weekend. I was telling you before the show, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the slow burn. I enjoyed its atmosphere, and then the ending happened, and it ruined the entire movie for me. I thought it was a horrible, horrible ending, and it ruined the whole movie for me. So. You know, I'm glad I finally saw it, but whatever. A um, couple other things. I don't. Did we mention Gerald's game? Did you mention Gerald's uh, game? Oh, we mentioned it. Like the, I think we mentioned it when we were talking about other other movies. But yeah, I, but not. We didn't mention it for the list though. Uh, it co- did come up though. Great movie. Yeah, should watch it. A um, couple other ones. I know you didn't really consider this a horror movie. I don't think, or you you thought it was maybe a little bit overrated. But Split. You know, I, I consider that to be horror. I consider it's horror esque. Uh, I do think it was a little overrated, and I think what affects me more is because Glass was so bad. Yeah, <laughs> like honestly, Glass I think it, I think Glass was so bad that it ruined Split a little bit for me, unfortunately. And I, I did like Split. I, I do don't have a problem with it being an honorable mention, uh, but I, I do really think Glass was so bad that it ruined that movie for me. Yeah, that's just it, what I'm saying. One last one I want to mention too, and a lot of people hated it when it came out, but um, I loved it. I went to see this with with Luke and the Professor in 3D when it came out. I, I didn't even realize it was so long ago at this point, but uh, it's Prometheus. Dude, I saw it in 3D as well. I I, I think it's something about 3D. Uh, I did like it a lot, but the 3D effect in that movie was amazing. Yeah. If you saw it in 3D in the theaters, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal how they shot it. I will say that. It was a great story. But it was a good story. I did like it. There were some missing pieces. I I like Covenant too. To be honest with you, I like the Alien uh, Covenant. I didn't like it as much as Prometheus. Yeah, I I, but Prometheus I did. Was I really did. I, I. I. But I did like it as a companion piece to Prometheus. I wish they just wouldn't have called it Alien Covenant. I wish it was uh, one of those uh, situations where Ridley Scott would have been like, "Fuck this! I'm going to do what I want." Because originally he was going he was a different make a Prometheus route. Prometheus sequel, right? And then, he, well, basically, and it had those. Well, Alien Covenant. There, well, but. here's the thing: the Alien Covenant became a mixture of his sequel direct sequel to prometheus and then the third movie he was going to make that was going to be the tie-in between the official tie-in between alien and prometheus which we all knew were part of that line but it was telling the story so he took those movies and spliced them together and that's why we ended up with alien covenant and the studio made him call it alien covenant i kind of wish that he could flip off everybody you know throw up a huge middle finger at this point and go back and do a prometheus 2 at this point also i gotta also i want to throw out there during the alien covenant is also when his brother uh passed away yeah, uh, did uh, Tony Scott died 
while he was in the process of making yeah. uh, Alien Covenant, which I think affected certain decisions he made or or the lack of fighting for what he originally right. wanted to do. And I really think that that did play a role in, which is unfortunate. Well, he gave in the studio, gave in to all the crybabies out there that, oh, it wasn't an Alien movie. It, it yeah. was a more interesting well, the, movie. Like I said, I think... Alien had done everything it needed to do. I just wanted to be fair to Ridley Scott. I did make the judgment because it is, it is... I do believe he should have stuck to his guns because I would have loved to see where he was going. But I do think... I think he's been known as a fighter, and I really do think the reason he didn't fight was because the the, the passing of his brother. Of course, yeah. his brother died of suicide, if you guys didn't right. know that. Uh, so it wasn't like he was expecting or had time to prepare. And I really think that they took the fight out of him because I think he just – I don't think anything – honestly, I don't think anything mattered. Honestly, at that point in Juncture, I think he went, okay, I'm just going to finish making this movie and deal with my family. Right. And so he's like, if you want it to be called Alien Covenant, it's called Alien Covenant. If you want me to ax my idea, I'll just combine these two ideas together and we'll, right. we'll roll with what we have. But with that being said, Alien Covenant is not horrible. It's not as good as Prometheus was, in my opinion. I And you agree with me, obviously, because you like the movie as well. I, I just think yeah. that there's there's things it's, that they rushed. There's things that they rushed, and we know why they rushed. It's better than Alien Three and Alien Resurrection, right? But I'm just saying it. We but I'm, I I give it a little more leeway because we know why they rushed it. Right. Like it wasn't like it was not him. It was the studio because right. he had a whole other idea. Yeah. Whatever. And of course, people bitching about Prometheus, which. Guys, get over it. He gave you the little nod at the end of Prometheus just to be like, okay, fans, this is where we're going with this movie. I understand it was a lot of storytelling and it was, but it was a fucking good movie, man. Yeah. Great villain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great villain. Absolutely. Uh, it, that's a, I think that's the reason why I do like Alien Covenant. Not as much as Prometheus, but the villain being the villain returns and he's just as fucking, if oh, yeah. not more evil in that oh, movie. Yeah. It's, it's good. Oh, great list, though. And uh, we went a little long on this one. So sorry if you guys are upset we went a little long. But we had a whole decade to cover. And we also didn't want to miss out on any of the news that came out or, you know, the grudge. We were telling you, forewarning you, if you will, about that as well. Uh, so I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Uh, if you want to let us know your list, talk about anything we talked about, or just hit us up, because we always like hearing from you, hit us up on Facebook, HorrorZone607. If you don't already, like that page and share that page. Help us uh, out there. Also, you can follow us on Twitter, at HorrorZone607. Join that conversation, hashtag HZ607. Look up the reviews. Check out our friends of the show, like the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour, which we mentioned in the beginning, if you want to get some sports takes. Uh, also, you know, the, the bands like Shout Out the Robots, Floodlands, uh, the Phosphines, you know, our sponsors, uh, Dragon Master Games, who provides us with our room here. And then also is providing me with a wonderful Richapalooza this weekend. Uh, it's kind of awesome because uh, my birthday is coming up very shortly and we're going to be celebrating, if you will. Um, go to 8122productions.com. And also there you can see what we're up to, where we're going to be events and news-wise for everything we got going on here at 8122productions. And if you would like to support the show and get some great bonus content, including getting shows early, getting extra content in some of the shows, and of course, the the thing that Ken M from the ODPH says is worth paying for it alone. Uh, that of course is once a month you get love is scary with spooky Mike and Dr. Derek. I uh, guess what you can do that all by supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash eight, one, two, two productions. We have a $1 tier and a $3 tier. We are not trying to get rich. You get all of the bonus comp content, all for the $1 tier. We're just trying to help pay some of the bills because it, it, there's expenses, but we are here free for you. If you want to listen to us for free, but if you would like to support Patreon.com slash 8122productions. That's all I got, Mike. Take it home. All right. Well, thank you, Rich. So I uh, think great list, you know, that we that we did. It was a lot of work. 
a lot of hard work putting together a you know a top decade. But um, but you know, thanks for for being a part of that. Thanks for the idea because I probably would have overlooked it and thought of it too late. So I you know I appreciate that. And thank you guys, the listeners. What do you guys think of our top, my top twenty, richest top ten? What do you guys think? What are the best movies of the decade? Reach out, talk to us, tell us. You know, tell me where I'm wrong. Tell me what I'm right. Get out and see the final girls. Get out and see Maggie. Get out and see Stitches. You can see all of these things on on different streaming formats at this point uh they're worth it and uh you know i, I think you guys are really enjoy them uh so you know we should be back uh in the studio next week with a, a whole hopefully a lot more news uh, you know it's a slow time of the year hopefully we'll have some more news for you this this coming week and we'll also be uh talking horror next week a little teaser there we'll be talking about uh what we're looking forward to in 2020 we know some things that are coming out in 2020 yeah. we're going to talk about what things we're looking forward to what it's things 2020 we're 2020 preview we're, we're, we're going to talk about the things we're not really looking forward to you know we you know what's going to be our child's play this year like not last year like i know it's definitely not the grudge we've already seen that so we're, we're past that boat <laughs> that that ship has sailed my good sir maybe it's fantasy <laughs> island who knows but uh but think about it. last year we we when we did the preview show we were hating some child's play we both came out of that we it didn't make our top 10 of the decade it didn't make our top i think it made my top 10 of 2019 it was an entertaining movie. It ended up entertaining us. It wasn't the greatest movie, but it entertained. So what's going to be our child's play? And what's going to be our Annabelle? They're just... Yeah. I, I mean, Maybe they, through. I, I just want to point this out. The grudge is already in the lead for that one. <laughs> <laughs> one for one. It's, it's, it's already in the lead for the worst. <laughs> I just want to, I'm sorry. I mean, that's only because we didn't go see Black Christmas, but technically that was 2019. Yeah. So, so grudge, you've set the bar very low. <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy Island, you just have to kind of step over. Yeah. Just, that's all. If just you go under that, something. if you go under that bar, there's might be no coming back. I'm just there may not it. be. I might not go see another horror movie in 2020 <laughs> if that happens. See, yeah, join us next week for our 2020 preview show. And uh, again, thanks for listening. For Rich, I am Mike C. Saying, see ya. See ya.